Hi, family, and welcome back to Normal with Autism, where we are walking with faith on this side of the spectrum. I'm Tara. I'm Sarah. And it's so good to have you back. Yay! Yay! Happy almost Valentine's Day. Yes. Uh, you know what I get to do on Valentine's Day? What do you get to do? Go to an IEP meeting. Man. Isn't that exciting? If that doesn't say true love, I'm not quite sure what yeah. would. Wow. Yep. Now, where, where do you have to go for the IEP meeting? Like, do you go to the school mm-hmm. and hang out there? Yeah. And then- we go to the school that... We go to the public school. The public school? Not his school. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. So, like, the school district. Yeah. Would you take a minute and kind of explain that for people who are listening who might not understand what that means? Oh, sure. So, my son goes to a special needs school, uh, but he does a school contract through the public school system. So, he did go to public school. They were unable to meet his needs. So they have to, since he's um, entitled to a fair and appropriate education. The IDEA Act. I-D-E-A. Individuals with Disability Education Act. Yes. Of 1978. Yeah. Uh, So he is entitled to a free and appropriate education in the least restrictive environment. So they have to pay to send him to a different school that can meet his needs. They have to pay for his transportation. They have to cover all of that. And it's been so much better for him, honestly. Like, yeah. not everyone's made out for public school. Um, so now he goes to a different school, but the public school is still responsible for writing his IEP, mm-hmm. but with input from the school he goes to now. So we're going to his old school for his IEP meeting. Gotcha. Where he still, like, has a reputation. <laughs> Do you mean, like, they have posters of him hanging up in the school, like, wanted? Or I wouldn't be surprised. Like, Escape from Azkaban. <laughs> like, this, this kid is not... Escape from Azkaban. <laughs> did you say escape from Azkaban? I did, and then you didn't react, so I was worried about it. So he's like serious black? I guess. He's like he's holding misunderstood. the sign and screaming. and Yeah, but he's really the good guy. Now, would he appreciate that reference? Does Owen like Harry Potter? Uh, Yes. Okay, so he would agree with that. Yeah, Caleb does not like Harry Potter. Okay. Which is why I'm not, I need a maternity test. To, I'm not sure he's mine. sure that he is yours, in yeah. fact. He doesn't like cheese, butter, or Harry Potter. I've seen... Those are all my favorite things. I've seen pictures, and I'm pretty sure he belongs to you. Yeah. It's kind, right. of, kind of unmistakable, <laughs> I think. Um, well, yeah, you and I have the same situation. So Finn, his school district is here, but he they cannot provide him with what he needs. So right. we choose to send him to... A private school, and we have the same thing. Sometimes the IEP meetings, yeah, they so like they'll happen at the district in that school building, but then his um, private school staff will also participate. Right. They may come to the district building, or they may stay there and call in right. from their building, that kind of thing. So yeah, we have the same kind of yeah kind of setup. And nothing against public school. No, I want. My son to be able to go to a public school. That's and, the goal. And get what he needs. I want all kids to be able to do that. Um, but our district is just not able to meet his needs. Right. So we're very... Someday. Yes. 
Yes. And we're very appreciative of the fact that our state, the state of Ohio, provides what we call our autism scholarship Mm -hmm. so that we can get our kids where we want them to be. But that doesn't cover the entire expense. Or transportation. Or transportation. We could probably do a whole episode just on that. Yeah, we probably could. Breaking it down for people or getting an expert on here to answer people's questions or oh you mean me and you aren't aren't experts (laughs) i don't know what's what we're talking about most of the time (laughs) not by any stretch of the imagination whatsoever so um well today i thought we could talk about um faith again yeah and we could do you gotta have faith part two do you guys want me to sing again oh oh no one wants that all right you know, we got quality control notes back. Quality, <laughs> quality control notes. And it from just our, says, please stop. <laughs> it's in it big said, bold letters. It said, you are not allowed to make any more podcasts. <laughs> so Jen is our part of our quality control um, committee, I guess. Mm-hmm. Our, our peanut gallery, if you will. And she gave me a note. Oh, she did. I she did a note. <laughs> you didn't get a note? No. The note was... Stay away from the microphone because we can hear you breathing throughout the entire podcast. <laughs> like an angsty dragon? I think this was worse. We must have switched mics because it used to just be me. Because she, she was like, I can hear you breathing <laughs> throughout the entire podcast. So, Jen, this is for <laughs> you. I love you, Jen. <sighs> Okay. Oh my gosh. Now everybody driving their cars are like, ah! <laughs> and Jen just undescribed. Yes. Yeah, so she's like, and we're done. I can't do this anymore. I was in the last podcast, I apologize. I was doing my best Trump impersonation with the breathing thing. Oh, you were? Yeah. Have you ever heard him? Like, have you ever stopped to listen to anything he's ever? I've said no. I try really hard not to. <laughs> I've tuned the man out. But there have been a few occasions where I've heard what he said, and most of the time he like says blah 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 blah, and then it's <laughs> kind of thing, and that <laughs> is very disturbing to hear that. So yes, I was doing my best Trump impression. So huh, Jen, I didn't notice. You didn't notice that? Well, you did. No. You when you listened to it, you didn't hear it. No. Oh well, Jen noticed, and she has really. I'm I'm taking her because I'm really good at tuning people out, apparently, because she has stage experience oh true true with microphones um so i hope that her input is uh, um valuable i think her input is valuable yeah yeah so from here on out we're sorry for breathing (laughs) i apologize for everything else might as well apologize for the way i breathe i have a lot of stress today because i'm like I'm like, I don't, like, I have all my bodily functions under control. Like, I don't want to <laughs> cough. I don't want to burp. I mentioned burping. And Craig, our sound guy, was like, yeah, I had to take a lot of burps out on the one <laughs> couple episodes ago. And I was like, oh, my God, people can hear everything. <laughs> so I apologize to our listening audience for any kind of. Listen, from here on out, just know we're a mess and we're doing the best we can. That's right. And you might hear it today. It's snowing, by the way. It is. It's snowing a lot. Gray Sunday afternoon. It was not snowing when we left church. No, it wasn't. God was like, I'll wait for y'all to get through church. 
and get yeah, home. Yeah, and then on the way here, I was like, why is there a half inch of snow on the ground? Yep. Where did this all come from? So it's snowing, and you, our children, my children are inside the house, and I can hear Finn up in the bedrooms right now, and he's pretty wound up today. So you might hear some stemming. Mm. You might hear a dog shaking its collar. I don't know. We'll, we'll just kind of roll with it today. Life is a surprise. <clears throat> and see what, see what happens. All right. So this is You Gotta Have Faith, part two. And guys, I'm taking over. Sarah's going to ask. Will this you is be, my show now. Will you be giving advice now, too? Uh, well, do, since we're switching roles, do you think people will listen to it? Maybe I'm not if really good at the funny part, so. Well, I'm not good at anything else, apparently, <laughs> as people love to tell me. <laughs> no, they're like, "Oh, we can really tell that Tara's a therapist and knows what she's talking about," and then they stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get excited. Friends and neighbors, everybody who's listening, I am a therapist, but that doesn't mean I know what I'm doing. <laughs> And it doesn't mean I know what I'm talking about most of the time. I would rather you not think that I know what I'm talking about ever. And that way, if I say something smart, you'll get pleasantly surprised. Right? Kind of like lowered expectations. Yeah. Listen, yeah. the expectations you have for me, cut those in half. Right. Cut them down a little bit more. You're almost there. <laughs> and then you can... Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's what you should do. All right. So, Sarah... All right, so we're going to get right into this. I am going to ask Tara some questions about her faith. Ooh. <clears throat> and that's what we're going to do. This, this is why I can't be like the talker. She looks a bit, I'm just describing the scene for you. She looks, she's smiling, but she's like, it's like that, like, it's a look of terror. Smiling, <laughs> look of terror. This is, what, I'm not good with transitions. It makes sense that my kid wouldn't be good with transitions either. Aw. Okay, so Tara, tell me some things. Yes. What would you like to know? I would like to know, how would you describe your faith as it is right now? Wow. Wow. Right this moment. I like that's The a, second. That's a great question, by the way. Well, it is because you wrote it. <laughs> and then you texted it to me and said, ask me these questions. I was trying to give you some credit. <laughs> oh, please don't do that. I'll be like, what an insightful <laughs> question. Thank you for that question. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so I am a Christian. Or I call myself a, I don't know, a Christian slash Christ follower. That's our current lingo. Yes. That I've learned. Um, <clears throat> and I, I, I believe in Jesus and I attend church pretty regularly and I serve at our church. Mm-hmm. And um, trying to think what else. I believe in the good news. And I want to share that with other people. And in doing so, I hope that they get to have a relationship with God or a relationship with Jesus. And I don't know. That's pretty much like if I had to check my box, it'd be Christian. That was a correct answer. Was it? <laughs> you get to move on to the bonus round. <laughs> I get more. I get more questions. <laughs> that's so awesome. I'm excited. I'm glad I got that one right. Uh, where did you learn your faith traditions? Um, so an, um, another insightful question, by the way. Oh, I should let my uh, writer know. You should let management know that. I should. Yes. Okay. The quality here is right. Outstanding. Yeah, I love it. Um, okay, so, uh, so for me, I grew up in a couple of different faith traditions. I come from the east side of Columbus, 
and if anybody is familiar, you know, locally listening, um, that's kind of near Bexley, um, uh, like Whitehall, Columbus area, kind of near downtown. Um, and our um, church that we attended when I was little, little, little was Presbyterian. So I was baptized as a Presbyterian when I was probably just a baby, I'm sure. And um, our my parents and I went there, I would say kind of regularly, like we showed up a couple times a month. And like, I remember my mom teaching in Sunday school and kind of being involved and active that way. And I think that came from her because her, like she came from a small town. Mm-hmm. So her, her family, like that's what you did on Sunday. You didn't you went to church, like the whole town went to church and that's just what you did. Um, and so I think she brought that into our little family. Um, and my dad just kind of went along cause he's like, yeah, that's cool. You know? Um, <clears throat> so we went to a Presbyterian church, but this Presbyterian church actually shared space with a Jewish temple. Uh-huh. So on Sabbath, which would be for Jewish um, folks, which would be the Friday night into Saturday, they would have um, temple there in the church. Um, And then on Sunday mornings, it would, you know, go back over to our church. Um, So very early on, growing up from a young age, I was exposed to other faith traditions besides my own. That's so great. So I had. I was baptized Presbyterian. I was aware that there was a, a strong Jewish community that was in my community. Like when we would drive down downtown Broad Street, whatever, going wherever we were going that day, like you would see um, the folks walking to temple, mm-hmm. you know, and I would, when I remember when I was younger, I'd pointed out and my folks were like, yeah, you know, they're going to temple, that kind of thing. Um, and then I went to a Catholic school. Okay. And I went to Catholic school from the time I was in first grade, and I went through all the way through college. Mm. So I went to a Catholic grade school, a Catholic high school, and then a Catholic college. And um, that was yet another faith tradition that was introduced to me kind of growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was um, fortunate enough to work for the Community Jewish Center in our local neighborhood for a couple of years. And I was heavily immersed into that Jewish culture. And I, that was one of the most positive, warm, welcoming um, faith experiences that I had ever had growing up like that. I was young. I was like in my late teens, early 20s when I did that job. Um, and I babysat for several of the families that worked there or that had their kids there at the community mm-hmm. center. And um, there was one family in particular I was pretty close to, so I'd always go over there to be with their little guy. And on the nights that like they would go to temple and not take him, they mm-hmm. would have me come over. And there was one night, it was like one of the high holy days. I can't remember if it was like Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur, but they had me over. And before they went to temple, like the father blessed the little guy that I babysat. And like read out of the scripture and, you know, the Hebrew, um, the Torah, that kind of thing. And then he turned to me and he blessed me. And I was just like, wow, that's a really. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it was a really like beautiful experience. I was really welcomed. Um, 
And that was probably one of the most positive faith experiences I had ever had up until that point, kind of growing up. Yeah. Because it it was kind of hard being the one, I called it Protestant heathen. Uh Uh-huh. There was like one or two of us in my Catholic school. Okay. Like everybody else was Catholic. Yeah. And I wasn't. Mm. And my parents didn't like do the conversion thing. You know, they just, I don't know. I think they worked bingo to help pay for tuition or whatever. (laughs) But, but, um, that was a difficult kind of experience sometimes because, like, I would go in and, like, I was the one or two Protestant folks sitting in with all my Catholic friends. Mm-hmm. So they would go and participate in all their stuff that they do, like communion and stuff like that. And I wasn't permitted to take part in that. Oh. Like, I would go to Mass, but I'd have to sit yeah. back while they all went up and did their stuff. Did you ever want to <clears throat> convert so you could do those things with your friends? Um, that's a good question. I, I think when I was younger, certainly I did because I went there again from the time I was really small. So like first grade on and, um, like, of course, like you don't want to be left out. Like, oh, there's like first, it's first grade confirmation or like confirmation, things like that, or first communion. Like, you know, everybody gets dressed up and they do special masses and things like that. And I think when you're a little kid, you don't want to be left out of anything. Right. So I think early on, I kind of wanted to. Um, but then later on, no. Because um, there's a lot about Catholic stuff that isn't so, that I don't think is so great. Okay. And um, yeah, that's, I mean, there's a lot that is great, but then there's... Um, a lot of negative experiences that I had with that growing up and okay. I just wouldn't want to yeah go back to that. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh what led you to your current place of worship? <clears throat> the X. The uh, wait a minute. Sarah, what what church do you go to? Oh, I go to the X. Do you? I go to if the you X go where, too. If you go anywhere else then you're missing out. I know. I go to the X church. It's amazing. Yeah, so cool. Yeah. um so i go to the x church uh formerly crossroads and um how did i get there was that the question what led you there yeah what what got me there yeah so um way back in 2013 um well actually it was before then way back in 2010 so we're talking nine years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a short visit there. Uh, we were encouraged to go. And Keith and I went for, I don't know, a couple services. Uh, it was okay. You know, like, I, I was like, uh, it's church. You yeah. know, I wasn't really like, yay, church. But, you know, it's interesting. You were there at the time. I was there. Did you, did you meet me? No. Oh. No. Like, I, what I remember about it is that it was before they did the expansion in the current building that we're in now. Okay. And I remember walking, like, I remember coming back in 2013 and being like, this place got bigger. Uh And not really, like, I wonder what happened. You know, like, not really understanding or remembering. But yeah. Yeah. So 2010, we went. We went a couple times, and then we stopped. Um, And then 2013 came along. And it was in March of 2013 when Finn got sick. And when I say he got sick, I mean, that's when his seizures started for his epilepsy. Mm -hmm. And he 
wasn't doing well. We were in the hospital and we had two pastors come to the hospital. And it was Pastor Pete and Pastor Rick. And mm-hmm. Pastor Pete isn't with us any longer. He went mm-hmm. he didn't die. He went <laughs> he went he went to go lead a church in New York. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to say it like that. Uh, but Pastor Pete um, was with us at the time, and then Pastor Rick is still with us. And they came in, and it was, I think it was like in the middle of the the struggle of us trying to get Finn's seizures under control. Cause so we, wait, so had you met them before, or how no, did they know to come visit you? No, they they just knew there were other people at church that asked them to come. Oh, cool. Yeah, so they came, and um, that was... Uh, that was an interesting experience when they came because, like, you know, you're not a church person and these two pastors show up mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, you're here. You know, yeah. like, you're not really like, woohoo, I'm so glad you came. You know, you're, yeah. you're more just, I mean, like, we had been in the hospital for a couple of weeks at that point. And we were just kind of tired and worn out and, like. Okay, more people that we have to deal with. Yeah. You know, is kind of how you you feel like it at first, but they were both really warm and just kind and uh seemed really interested in the struggles we were facing with Finn. Um they're both parents, so they could kind of put themselves in our shoes in terms of, you know, everything's fine and then the next day it's not, you ended mm-hmm. up in the hospital with your kid and Um, so what happened was that they were talking with us and then they asked to pray for us. And so they stood around the hospital bed with us. And at first it was really difficult. Like I hadn't at that point yet, like, I think had any kind of big emotional experience because we were in survival mode. Right. Right. Like Finn had just been diagnosed with epilepsy. We're trying to get his seizures under control. Like at that point you're in survival mode in the hospital and you're trying not to let your guard down. You don't want to be emotional because you have a job to do. Right. You know, you have to talk to doctors and nurses and keep, I had to keep track of how many seizures he was having and it was multiple ones an hour. Mm -hmm. And like, you're just, you're just on guard. Yeah. You're not in a place where like, you don't have the luxury of breaking down. Right. Tears are not, there's no time for tears. Right. So when they when they did that, when they started praying, it was like this kind of emotional release. And um, then it was it was the craziest thing as they were praying, this sudden like kind of rush of peace came over me mm-hmm. and my whole I'll never forget it. Like my whole body relaxed, like my mind relaxed. And it was just it was completely like a peaceful experience huh while they were praying that's so cool yeah and i've had that a couple more times since then and i know that that is i'm convinced now that is the holy spirit coming into intercede in whatever Mm -hmm. crisis yeah whatever crisis we're facing at the time and i didn't know it then i couldn't give it a name then but now i can i can look back on it and i can say that was they prayed and that was the Holy Spirit coming in to say like, we got you. We got you. You're here. You're okay. Yeah. So we got out of the hospital at the end of that month. And it was the, it was the Monday after Easter Sunday we got out. And within that time, God had healed Finn of his diagnosis of infantile spasms. 
within 24 hours we left with just him having like a an epilepsy diagnosis mm-hmm. not as severe as what it could have been and that next weekend keith was like we're going to church mm. and i was like excuse me <laughs> i was like wait a minute and he's like we're going to church and i said babe i was like i i don't know if i said it to him this way at the time but i was like babe we just spent a month in the hospital our then 16-month-old at the time, Finn, I was like, we, we don't know if he's going to have another seizure. We just got them under control. Like, literally, it was a couple of days that he hadn't had seizures. Uh-huh. And we're thinking, okay, hopefully they're under control. And he's like, you know, no, no, we're, we're going to go. And I was just like, you're crazy. What are you thinking? You know, I'm not going to leave him with complete strangers. And What if he has a seizure? What are they going to do? What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And he said, I need you to just trust me on this. I promise it will be okay. We need to go to church. Mm-hmm. And I, I've never talked with him. I don't know if like God was moving on his heart at the time or whatever, but it was April of 2013. It was the weekend after Easter, and we marched into the ex-church, put Finn in the care of the fabulous ex-kids staff at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, trusted them and everybody like i remember <laughs> that people must have thought i was crazy because i cried from the minute we dropped him off at the nursery i walked all the way up the steps i'm like bawling Aww. i remember the people at the doors like looking at us like oh it's okay you know like <laughs> and i cried through that whole service so i don't know if you're listening pastor tim but you give amazing messages but i wasn't crying that day because <laughs> of your message I was literally, like, scared to death um, that they were going to have to call us and tell us, like, he's having a seizure. Mm -hmm. Um, They have a paging service at our church, and, like, the number pops up. So I was, like, holding the number, like, watching the screen, like, Mm -hmm. please don't let his number pop up. Please don't let his number pop up. And that's been every weekend since April of 2013. We've been going to church. Yeah. and. We've been there. And he loves it there. Finn loves it there. He does he, so great. He loves going to church. He gets excited because he loves being around other people. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times he loves being around the other kids. They do lots of fun things in the ex-kids. They have videos and crafts and snacks. And sna- <laughs> snacks are <laughs> super important. Um, and they really try to... Um, meet the kids where they're at, mm-hmm. at the level that they're at, and have them meet Jesus at that level, you know, trying to make Jesus real for them for whatever age they are, wherever they are developmentally. Yeah. So, yeah, Finn loves it. <clears throat> and it's it's been a pretty amazing ride so far. We're six years in now. This April will be six years. Um, and it's, like, I can't imagine going somewhere else right now. Right. You know? So. We're spoiled. We are. We got it good. Yeah. Um. So, you kind of. So we've been talking about your current place of worship. Yes. What are some positive the X and then some negative experiences you've had there? Ooh. Well. Um. Let's see. So. And it can and not necessarily just. Our church, but just like church and. In general, like what can, what, 
no, never mind. Forget that he said any of that. She's Keith like, edited this out. She's like, no. This is- <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Well, I mean, just so people are clear, um, our church where we're at right now is literally the church that I've had a relationship with. So, you know, before then, like I said, I've been to church pretty regularly. I was kind of forced to go to mass every week for eight years in a row, Mm -hmm. um, 12 years in a row, if you count high school. So this church that we're at now, our church is the first time that I've ever had like a voluntary, long standing relationship with a church. And I say it's kind of like a marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in it for good, bad. Um, and sickness and health. It's sickness and health. I'm going to show up to that place and, you know, do what I got to do. So, yeah, this, I mean, really, as a point of reference, our current church is really the only church I have in terms mm-hmm. of references of experiences. So, like, when we're talking about experiences, it's ex- being an experience of being a special needs parent. And having positive or negative experiences mm-hmm. that way. Uh, well, I think I will start out with the negative and end with the positive because I think that's a okay. good way to go. Yeah. So negative. Uh, I have had kind of one negative experience with, not with the church, but inside the walls of the church. Okay. Um, and I don't bring this up to like shame anybody. I'm not trying to be like, oh, how awful that person could be. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing it up because, in part, because I want people outside of our community, people who are listening who maybe aren't special needs parents, mm-hmm. to understand that today, in 2019, there are folks who walk this earth who believe my son is not worthy to sit in a classroom with other typical kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl, I know where you're going with this. And you know this experience because oh, I do. it actually happened to you. It did, yeah. Um, so I don't know. Do you want to tell your... Do you remember your part of the story? Um, so this was a couple years ago. Yes, it was at least three. Yeah. I think now. So I was with Finn. I was his buddy that day, his Helping Hands buddy. And we were down, uh, we were in another room, um, so not in the main classroom, in a different room. He was settling down. Uh, We had gone to get a snack, probably, for Mm me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sarah's like, I need a bagel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And there was a woman there who I didn't know, I had never talked with before. Um, I never met this lady either, by the way. I I have no idea even who it was. Even after all this happened, I never met even her. And, um, you know, hi, how are you? We kind of did the you awkward, know, pleasantries. The awkward, I don't know who you are, but I know you go to church here, so right. we should probably say hi to each other. Right. Yeah. And I don't remember how it came about. I think she asked maybe about Finn's iPad, about his speaking device. Yes. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, I think I've said it before, Finn does not speak, but he's verbal through his um, iPad or through his speech device. Yes. It allows him to say, like hundreds of different words and he can have a meaningful interaction with you through his device he has no problem telling you what's up no no not at all (laughs) um so i said you know this is finn finn has autism blah 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 and she goes 
you know, I just don't think that those autistic kids should be in classes with other regular kids, with other normal kids. It's just, it's just not right. And I didn't know what to say. I was dumbfounded. And this was before mm-hmm. Owen was diagnosed, so I didn't, Finn was my experience with autism. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If that happened today, I would have all kinds of things to say, but I, but I wasn't prepared at the time. Maybe it's a good thing that, <laughs> that you were probably, taken aback. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, well, see you later. Peace out. Right. And so after service, when you came and picked him up, I was like, hey, this weird thing happened. And uh, we en- you ended up taking it to, um, like, the church leadership. Would, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. And I, I remember you came and told me the story. And at, when you told me that at the time, I was also dumbfounded. Yeah. I think I was kind of like, this is really crazy because church is my safe place. Right. And to have to kind of have this experience happen kind of, it, like you don't know how to respond initially cuz it's right. so far it's so far like is this really happening? Yeah. Like do people really feel and think this way? And it yeah, apparently they do. So, yeah, so I I took it to church leadership in the spirit of not like to go tattle on this person cuz again, I didn't know who this person was. You didn't know. No, I never seen them before. Who this person was? But church leadership, they ended up knowing who it was. And I took it to them in the spirit of, like, this happens. Yeah. And I want you to know that I'm okay. Sarah's okay. Finn's okay. But I was just like, I just want to make you aware that people still think and feel this way, that my son, because he is autistic, does not belong in a classroom or in a space with normal, regular kids right that he takes away from their whatever right their space their time their ability to learn um and they got right on it they made the woman apologize to me like through a letter mm-hmm. and you know like profusely apologized to me for it happening and I, I, I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. I really did. That, that they, they took it as far as they did. Um, but I just, I hope that, that that experience stuck with them like it stuck with me. Mm-hmm. So that, again, the idea that just because we have a law that says my kid should be able to be in the classroom with mm-hmm. your kid doesn't mean that, 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 that laws don't change people's hearts. Right. You know, the laws don't change people's hearts. Right. And so we're, we still have, like, this is why we do this podcast. Mm -hmm. So we can still fight the good fight that way and say, like, my son's worthy because he's here. Right. My son is worthy because he is on this earth, because he is in this world. He's here for a reason. And he's not taken away from anybody. No. He's adding to, if anything. He's at, he's adding to. Absolutely. Well, I also hope that that was a opportunity for, this woman to learn mm-hmm. and to be educated, you know, this child is amazing. Mm-hmm. Having autism doesn't make him less than. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope, I hope so. I hope so. I hope that she took away that experience. I don't even know if she still goes to church with us. I 
couldn't pick her out of a lineup if, if you I tried had yeah to. <laughs> yeah it's just such a random kind of crazy thing right it, it was so weird it was out of nowhere yeah it was i was not prepared for it right um but yeah that's the only that's the only negative that i can remember it was it was and again the way that the church leadership got on top of it and like you know tried to um make it right i really appreciated that yeah and that would be part of not the that pos- they can control everything that people say exactly exactly but the, i mean they were aware of it and they wanted to try yeah. to make it better yeah and it's definitely an opportunity to educate and for that's every- what and that's what happened for everybody to learn yeah they handled it really well yeah so um i would say that would be part of the positive but then the other the the biggest positive experience i think is our helping hands ministry yeah and that we have a vibrant, loving community who, one, thinks this ministry is important mm-hmm. and um, who says, like, you know, God's church is for all people. Yeah. And um, who makes it an important, you know, piece in the church day. You know, it makes it that we have a space for kids and adults, mm-hmm. by the way who are disabled, who have maybe, maybe even aren't disabled, but have like extra needs or need a little bit of extra love and support through the day. Mm -hmm. Like we have buddies that are there to do that work and we work with everybody. Yeah. You don't have to have autism or Mm -hmm. be in a wheelchair. You Mm -hmm. can have, you you can just be nervous or, you know, it's your first time you need someone to just snuggle with for a while. That's why we're here. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. So I think that's the positive experience of our church community and that the many, 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 many times that Keith and I have struggled mm-hmm. with Finn and his, all his stuff that comes with him. With his Sorry, own, I'm, I'm like moving all over the place. So you guys is. probably hearing me too. Sorry. We need to get, we know we need to get more comfy chairs. Oh yeah. Let's do that. Okay. I'll, I'll get management right on that. Let's put that in the podcast budget. Okay. <laughs> Um, but I think overall, just the positive experience of the Helping Hands ministry, being able to work in that, being able to have other folks who work in that, serve the kids and adults that we serve, yeah. who need those extra special loving care. Um, and that my church says, yes, that this is important. You need to do this work. Mm-hmm. That's like the biggest. Absolutely. The biggest overall positive. Because you know who cared about people with different abilities? I think it was... Say it with me. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, a guy named Jesus was like, hey. Oh, oh, you blind? Let's hang. Yeah, this is... (laughs) You got leprosy? Bring it in, brother. Do you think... Do you think he would have said that? Let's hang? Probably. Because he's cool like that? Yeah. Jesus is the ultimate hippie. Yeah. I hope nobody gets upset with me for saying that, but y'all have to understand the context in which I grew up. My father, all day. My father was a hippie, is a hippie, like the biggest tree hugger ever. Mm. And so when he introduced Jesus to me, he's like this cool guy named Jesus. Like I, that's all there is to it. Jesus is a hippie. Yeah. So listen, Jesus is a lot of things. He is. He's cool. I'm glad we know him. Yeah, me too. Are we? Um, we're almost we need to get to do you like, think we have time for one more or are we are we good yeah like one more at the end um 
Let's see. Let's pick a good one from your list of questions that you gave me. <laughs> um, how does being a special needs parent strengthen your faith, or what challenges have strengthened your faith? Ooh. Um, how does a special needs parent strengthen my faith? I talk to God a lot, like a lot. And I realize that I cannot do this alone mm-hmm. and that I need him regularly, like pretty much every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I, I realize that and I get that through various ways. And one of it is, you know, our community. Mm-hmm. That's why I go to church every Sunday. Pretty much. I mean, I'm there unless it's weather or illness. Because I, I need that interaction. I need that community. I need that the divine in the presence of those couple of people, that connection that we make. Um, so that's what being a special needs parent does for me is it makes it that it makes my faith a, a priority. Mm-hmm. And um, I talk to God a lot. All the conversations that I have are not always pleasant. Mm-hmm. I get angry with God. Not regularly, but, you know, regularly, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> how I don't keep track of how often. Um, but I think that's okay because I think he can handle it. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that because the question is like the challenges, right? Or what strengthens my faith? Yes. And then what challenges? And what challenge? How does being a special need parent strengthen my faith? Because literally, that's who I have to turn to. That's who's going to... God is the, is the one thing that's going to be there to help me get through whatever challenges I'm facing. Mm-hmm. And I need him first. And I need him to steady me and anchor me um, so that I don't lose my mind in this journey because it's I think it's real easy to do that yeah it's really easy to get consumed it's really easy to get off course it's really easy to just shut down and feel overwhelmed like you can't Mm -hmm. like you can get paralyzed you can get stuck and I think um being a special needs parent strengthens my faith by forcing me to go to God because he's pretty much it what I got through at the end of the day. Um, not that I don't have, well, the, and then the people around me, I experience God through those relationships. Mm. You know, like my relationship with you, my husband, my other friends, our other friends who are other special needs parents. That's also where I experience God is through that connection that we have. That's where the divine is. Um, and so I think all of that forces me to have those relationships, develop those relationships, strengthen them, and keep a rhythm of faith in my life, for sure. Nice. Yeah. Good job, man. Did you like that? I did. Okay. Are you being the, the host Ooh. is hard, being the one in charge. Was that crazy? A little bit. A little well, bit. You're the one that ripped all your fake nails off. I can't believe you just told people that. I'm so embarrassed right now. There's like a pile of fake nails. Do you want to know what Craig call, or Keith? Keith calls them my corn chips. <laughs> I will tell you, though, Jessica just complimented me on them today. Oh, wow. She thought they were pretty awesome. Hmm. But yes, they're, I have. They're gluing back on then. 
<laughs> Laura should put them back on. Yes. All right. Well, thank you for pointing that out to people. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Was I'm that so was that glad. embarrassing? <laughs> this is what I do. It was a little anxiety. It was like being in the switching spots is hard, isn't to it? Like, yeah. You know, answer all the questions. So. Lay it all out there. Yeah. Did I do a good job? You did a great job answering questions. Well done. You did a good job asking them. Oh, thanks. I did a good job reading from the text (laughs) that you sent me. Reading from the ones I... You You know what? It was hard because some of them were capitalized and some of them were not. And you had several good follow-up questions. Mm -hmm. Oh, I did. It's almost like I... It's almost like you were listening to what I had to say. Again, stop saying that because people are going to expect that from now on. And I want them to lower their expectations. You don't want people to expect... So you'll hear what they have to say. I have a reputation to protect. Okay. Reputation of not knowing what I'm doing. Gotcha. That you're just here. That I'm just here. Okay. Just I have another voice. Okay. Well, I think we're done. Yeah. We can be done. This is great. Thank you, everybody, for listening so much. Happy Valentine's Day. Yes. Go out and love the one you're with. Oh. Date Ooh. your mate, yo. Woo. Or stay home and watch Netflix. Ah. Uh, I like that idea. That's what I'm going to do. A lot better. All right, guys. Take care. Bye.